it was the worst situation I could ever, ever yeah. imagine. Yeah. All of a sudden, I hear this, I'm here. Really? Yes, and I was like, oh my God, God just talked to me, there's an angel. <laughs> I could not figure it out, and I looked up, and there you were coming towards me. And I could not figure out for the life of me how you got up here so quickly. Yep. It did not make any sense whatsoever to me. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We are your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to help your wife when she's in a crisis. Yes, and this is a good one. Yeah. It's a good story. It is. This, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Last Friday, honey, you and I took a lovely hike up on Mount Talbert. Yeah. Which is a nice little mountain next to our house. 700 900 feet, feet. yeah like it's that. not the rockies or anything but nope. it's a nice little extinct volcano in the portland area if you live in the portland area we and you want to take a nice hike we suggest finding mount talbert in the clackamas county area and there's a nature park that you can park at and you can hike several miles of trails yeah but great. we're fortunate enough that there's a trailhead about 30 seconds from our front door <laughs> yeah and so we hike it every morning right yep. and you've been hiking it why why have you been hiking it lately? um i'm training for tough mudder in seattle in september yeah Yep. That's a 15 mile, no, 15K, so nine to 10 miles yep. of muddy terrain and yep. obstacles. And actually, we're doing an eight hour version of it. So, as many miles as, as you can many get as in. You can get on your belt. So, that, and I've got some other mud runs this summer, but hiking the trail is really good endurance yeah. training for me. Yep. So, and I've been going with you in the mornings now yeah, because it's, it's been just wonderful. fun to hike with you. And the way this works is there's about a quarter mile trail from our house up to the first post, the first mile marker. And then from that post, you turn right and you can do about a mile circuit up to the very top of the mountain, down the backside, across the bridge and the meadow and come back to that first mile marker. And then you can keep doing loops. And how many loops are you doing? How many? Uh, I'm up to six now. Yeah. So it's about, oh, eight miles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, from and a front half door miles, to front door. Something like that. Exactly. And so last Friday, we were hiking together. Yeah. And I had a Zoom meeting that I needed to get back to, but there was enough time in the morning for me to hike up and, and do, 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 do one, one lap around. with you. Yeah. And then we come back to that first mile marker and we gave each other a big kiss goodbye. And you turn left and you start heading up the mountain again. And I start heading down the trail, right? Yep. And... Again, you're wanting to get four or five or six laps, right? Yeah. So I'm doing this training. And when you and I go together, we walk the whole thing. Exactly. But when I go by myself, I hike up to the top, just slow like we do it together. Yep. I have asthma, so that kind of prevents me from being able to run up a hill. Yep. But it's real easy on my body to run down. So I absolutely, it's like the one joy in my life that where I get to run with freedom. Exactly. Because I can run down the hill, no problems. Yeah. And it just brings me great joy. Yeah. So I'm running down the hill, having a good time. There's little areas on the trail yeah. that we call. There's a, a tree that looks like it's got another stump that coming connected to it. it coming off of it that looks like I'm a little teapot. Yeah. There's a tree that's got a little spot in it at the bottom where water fills in. We call that the wishing well. Yeah. 
And then there's a section of the trail that's kind of rocky, but it's got overgrowth of trees. So the branches all make this canopy canopy over yeah. the trail. We call that grandmother's, grandmother's woods because yeah. like the song over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house yep. we go. Yep. And then when you come out of that section, it opens up into like this meadowy Meadow, area. Yeah. yeah. And I call that the valley because yeah. it just is easier to, yeah. for some reason, I can't remember meadow. So it's the valley. Yeah. And so I come running through there just like normal, like I've been doing for the last few months. It had been kind of rainy, so I hopped through this really muddy spot. It was dry that day, it had been dry a couple of days, but you know, lots of mud spots. Anyway, get back past that. And next thing I know, I am slamming. In the last 30 days, if you've said to yourself, why doesn't my husband care about me or my needs? You're not alone. If you've been feeling this way for a while, you're probably already feeling discouraged, defeated, or even trapped in a bad marriage. We know this isn't what you expected when you got married, and we know that you probably want things to change as soon as possible. The next step you need to take is to go through our new Relationship Roadmap at SecureMarriage.com. In this one-hour online course, we'll show you the three things you're doing that are sabotaging your relationship, how to get and stay emotionally connected, how to communicate in a way that leads to feeling heard and understood, and how to use our new conflict resolution tools so your fights get resolved faster. Right now, we've made the entire first video of the 10-part series available for free. That way you can decide for yourself if this course has the answers you've been looking for. Best of all, because we offer a 30-day no-questions-ask money-back guarantee, you can buy the course and fix your marriage 100% risk-free. Bottom line, we want to help marriages like yours get as healthy as possible. That way you can say, we don't have a perfect marriage, but we do have a secure marriage. Just go to securemarriage.com and start enjoying better connection, communication, and conflict resolution with the Relationship Roadmap. Just go to securemarriage.com and start enjoying better connection, communication, and conflict resolution with the Relationship Roadmap. (laughs) There you go. Next thing I know, I am slamming into a tree stump. Yeah. I don't know what I tripped on, but it was the loudest whoomp that you ever heard. And... I think I cried out, oh no, because it felt like I broke every single rib in my body. It was the most excruciating pain Mm. I have ever felt. And I've had four kids, Uh and that was excruciating. It was awful. Not Um, not only did you hit the tree stump, you kind of rolled off after you hit the tree stump. Into the nettles and the blackberry and the poison oak and all of that. Somehow I got my arm pinched in there as well. So that was very painful. And what's going Um, through your mind at this moment? In my mind, I'm thinking, oh my word, how am I going to get out of here? Yeah, because it's early in the morning. We started our hike around 6.30. So it's probably only about 7. 7.15 maybe. Yeah, 7.30, somewhere in there. Yeah, and um, no one's on the mountain. Yeah, no one's on the mountain. I have my phone and I'm trying to get it out and I'm shaking, obviously, and it's kind of flopping all over like a dead, well, not a dead fish, (laughs) but, you know, fish out of water. And I'm trying to will my phone to open up and send a message to Paul saying emergency. Yeah. And I just can't get it to work. And of course, the whole time I'm just whimpering or moaning or whatever, I can't remember. But I was, 
oh my word, it was the worst situation I could ever, ever yeah. imagine. Now, some people, when you trip, you have a little bit of a stumble before you fall. Sure. And I didn't have that. Nope. So it was just straight, flat, bad. Yeah. It was bad. Even uh, thinking about it, I still can't figure it all out. But it was horrible. So you have your phone. You're trying to figure out how to turn it on. You're trying to figure out how to call me. You're trying to figure out how to communicate to someone that you are injured, that you're hurt, you're alone on this trail. Yeah. And you need help. Yeah. And then what's and the then next thing you hear? all of a sudden, I hear this, I'm here. Really? Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, God, just talk to me. There's an angel. I could not figure it out. And I looked up and there you were coming towards me. And I could not figure out for the life of me how my brain sent a message through my phone that was turned off and got to you at our house and how you got up here so quickly. Yep. It did not make any sense whatsoever to me. And how did it feel when when you saw me right there oh my, almost instantly? It, it was like the greatest relief. I wasn't yeah. alone anymore. Yeah. And I knew that even if I wasn't okay, yeah. I was okay. You were okay. Yes. Because you're not alone. Exactly. Yeah. And then I was like, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is about accurate. Yeah. What had happened is... Before she went back up and did that second lap and I was heading down the trail to go do my call, I knew I actually had a little bit more extra time there. So I waited for her to take a left up the trail and start hiking her next lap. And I stopped and she got out of sight and I doubled back and I went around the circuit backwards and I was going to meet her on the back side of the hill waiting at the bottom of that meadowy valley area just so we could walk the second half of the path together and then I could give her another kiss and I was going to really go down and go to my uh -huh. meeting. But this is the first time in the... We've you, lived in this house since 2006, and we've hiked that trail hundreds of times. And this is the first time I've ever decided to trick you or to double back and to wait for you. To surprise me like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to surprise you and, and walk the second half and, you know, make you enjoy your run together. It so, was God ordained. So I was waiting at the bottom of the hill and I watched her come down the backside. I watched her come down the trail next to the meadow there. She disappears into the bushes because that's just where the trail drops down. And I heard that whoomp. And the, her cry out going, oh, no. And I just started running. I just knew that something bad had happened. And I got there probably within 15 seconds. I mean, it was quick. And I can still remember the look on your face like, what are you doing here? How yeah. did you get here? I just could not figure out how yeah. you. It just didn't make any sense nope. in my mind. Nope. And I got to do what a husband enjoys doing which is I get to take care of you when you are hurt and injured and then you need the hero to show up. Yes, for sure. So we pulled you out of the nettles and the brambles and the blackberry bushes and you weren't standing up at all because you, no, you were on, on all fours. I sat and then on you a log. you rolled over and sat down on the mud first and oh, you I caught did. your bearings. And then about two minutes later, you got up and sat on the log. And then about five minutes later, I sat back down yeah. on the ground because I thought I was going to pass out. Exactly, exactly. And while you're doing that, I messaged the person I was supposed to have a meeting with saying, ain't happening today. No explanation, just said I got to cancel, goodbye. And once we checked you over and made sure, okay, you can breathe and there's no broken ribs. Once we made sure you could stand up and walk, we sat there for probably 
15, 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. And then you were able to stand up and you were able to kind of slowly walk down the path and get back home. Right. Well, and in the meantime, and this was kind of comforting to know as well, in the meantime, while we're sitting there, a gentleman yeah. came walking across the path. So if you hadn't have been there, someone would someone have, would have yeah. eventually come. But, oh, I was so thankful you were there because I think it would have definitely taken me longer to come to my senses and trust that I was relatively okay. Sure. I was not okay, but I wasn't as badly damaged as yeah. it felt like. You were completely and totally 100% in your survival brain. You weren't in your rational thinking, cognitive evaluation brain to take an assessment of the situation. That's where I get to come in right. and and make those decisions for you. Right, and every time I'd think about that you were there, that you rescued me, that you had come yeah. without me knowing, it just made me cry yeah. even more. Yeah, two or three times hiking down yes. the trail, you just started crying again. Because I was just so thankful that you were there. Yeah, And that was another feeling that I don't think I've ever experienced, mm. that depth of like someone was there when I got hurt yeah. and thought I was alone. Yeah. The reason we're telling this story, number one, is just because this is our life, this is our story, and we let people into our lives a little bit. But how do you sit with your spouse when they are injured, when they are hurt, when they are in some level of distress? It can be physical distress, like you're in, you've mm -hmm. been injured, or even emotional distress, something overwhelming just hits you. How do we as spouses how do we as husbands sit with our wives when they are in that state? If I would have come in and was completely clinical about it, it looks like you're okay, no broken bones, everything looks on, fine, get up. get up, let's keep going, let's get you down the mountain, that would have felt like what? And this is going to sound maybe a little bit weird, but it would have felt like you didn't actually care about me or take into consideration what I was sensing and feeling about my own body. No, that doesn't sound weird at all. That's exactly what, have, what it would have been. I actually am not taking good care of you. I'm more focused on the task of taking care of you than, on than actually, actually taking, taking care, care of care. you, than demonstrating care. Yes. And as soon as you got there, I mean, the first thing you wanted to do was touch me for comfort, I'm sure, yeah. not as like, come on, yeah. roll you over, get you out of the way. But I was in so much pain that just even that little extra touch was just too yeah. much. And you listened to that. You didn't ignore it. You didn't do what made you feel better in the right. moment. You actually did what I needed. Yeah. And you gave me the time and the space, even though you knew that I was probably okay mm -hmm. from what you could see and observe. Right. There was no bone sticking out of your arm. Right. You were breathing okay. Everything visually. You gave me the space to kind of come to my senses a yeah. little bit and recover before you actually stop to go, okay, now do you have sharp pain when you breathe? Because yeah. that means you probably have a broken rib or, yeah. you know, those kinds of assessments. You didn't try to assess right away. You no stayed in box two with me there you go box two one of the tools from our relationship roadmap yeah yep i also gave you space to kind of just sit down on the stump and i recognized that you were in your survival brain and that me trying to direct you or tell you what to do mm -hmm. wasn't going to work mm -mm. because you were in protection mode right and so giving you a chance to let your rational brain turn back on was an, a, an important part of this process. Right. Which means I now knew I wasn't going to make it to my appointment. And 
everything at that moment became secondary to you. I did not care about any other appointment that I had. I wanted you to have my full and complete undivided attention. And fortunately, it was a meeting that I was able to miss. Right. I can actually can't think of any meeting that I would have said, sorry, I got to go back to the meeting. Even if I had a session scheduled with a client, I would have said, sorry, it's just not happening. Right. I would have let someone, you know, sit in my office or wait on the Zoom call. It just the emergency took precedent. Right. And I love that because that makes me feel cared for as well. Yeah. I think the interesting thing, too, is because I went through a lot of emotions. The first one was fear and terror. Mm -hmm. And, well, I think the first one, I don't know if this was, well, the first one when I said, oh, no. I mean, I was thinking, who says, oh, no, when they fall? Who says, usually it's a bad word or, you know, something (laughs) like that. But it came out of the fact that I was afraid that I had just broken everything in my body, which then led to fear because how am I going to get out of here? I'm by myself all alone. And then you got there and it was like relief. And then surprisingly came anger. Then I was ticked because here I am, I'm doing all this training and now I'm ruined and I can't, and I'm not going to be able. I was so mad because it was the first day that I was going to do four loops around the trail too. And I was just ticked off that I wasn't going to be able to do it, even though I hurt. So you were on the emotional roller coaster. Oh, my Waves word. of different yes. emotions were rolling through, yes. for sure. Come back to that word lonely. Again, if you would have been alone in all of that, how important was it for me to be in it with you? I know physically I showed up magically. That was, again, a preordained. I think right. that, that was, was something beyond what we had scheduled. Right. But again, we hear a lot of people write into us that say, I'm alone in my marriage. I'm alone in my pain. Mm -hmm. It feels like he doesn't care about me. It feels like I'm not that important. My feelings don't matter. And how did I communicate that you aren't alone in that besides just actually showing up? Besides just showing up. Well, we talked about this a little bit already. Yeah, yeah. You didn't... Give you you space, let you work through all the stuff. Yeah, and you just showed me comfort in how you talked to me. You were patient and kind, and you didn't try to just jump in and fix everything. And that's something that a lot of people want to do when they see someone hurting. They just want to help fix it because it's really uncomfortable to sit with people in their pain. We want to help fix them. Absolutely. And so, but that's not always helpful for a person who's in it. No. So I want to brag on you a little bit here. This is unsolicited and unscheduled, but it's what I remember about the situation. We hike down out of the meadow across the bridge there. We get back to that first mile marker. And at that first mile marker, what did you want to do? I wanted to go again. And again, you're walking with your arm. Looks like it was in a, you're holding it like it's in a sling. In a sling. It, it is in so significant bad. pain. Yeah. But you wanted to do another loop around the mountain. Yeah, because I just wanted to prove to myself that I was still capable. Yes. I wanted to go kick the ass yeah. of that little section of the trail yeah. to prove that it could not beat, you. beat me. Yep. But I was probably still in shock <laughs> and not in my... And I talked compl- you out of it and we well, walked down and we, yeah. we took care of it. But the Which, next day, while you're still hurting, you went up we and We went did up what? and we walked... Five we, and a half miles. Yeah, five you and a half miles. You did four laps or five laps up there. Yeah, you together. Were, we walked the whole yeah. time. It hurts so bad to just even be you up and moving. And I did. You went back and conquered that mountain. And I, I really appreciate you because I... 
I had the freedom when we got to Grandmother's Wood, which yeah. is the section right before we yeah. get to the Valley of yeah. Death, which I've now renamed it. <laughs> named it the Valley of Death. Um, I just told you, okay, all of a sudden, this is the first loop around, and I told you, I'm starting to feel anxiety and, and like, fear. Yeah. Like, my brain is telling me, that I'm going to trip again, yeah. and it's and this trip's worse because instead of hitting my slamming chest first, my face hits first, and my brain splatters out everywhere. Yeah. And and you, ever so kindly and lovingly, using your wonderful counselory skills, but not in a counselory sort of way, told me that I need to change my state as I go through that section. So. That meant that I couldn't tippy-toe through and walk ever so cautiously. I had to change what I was doing. Yep. To, so, write, to write a new ending to the story. Yes. So your, your tiptoe only... through, be a fairy through, yeah. do whatever through. Yeah. And I was not buying it. No. Nope. I, I just did not buy that at all. Um, and since then? Well, so that day we walked mm -hmm. and we went through it several times. And I, I was like, I still was kind of a little mm -hmm. panicky, but, you know. Then I took uh, four or five days off because mm -hmm. I was really actually really the third and fourth yeah. day were the really the worst days. And yeah. so uh, I think two days ago it was I went back up on the mountain. We walked twice yeah. together, I yeah. think. And then came the day, my first day of running down the hill by yourself, by myself. Yeah. And, and I, I told you that I wasn't going to be waiting at the bottom of the yes. hill this time. You, I yeah. was Definitive, I'm actually heading back home. Yes, and I was like, I have to, I have to be able to do this. I have to work through this. I, I yeah. have to, I not push myself, but push myself yeah. in a way or challenge myself. Yeah. That's probably That's it. A good thing. So uh, I started getting panicky when I hit the beginning of Grandmother's Wood. And so I just started telling myself, the first thing I said to myself was, Thank you for alerting me that something yep. scary is coming up. I'm yep. talking to my brain, tell, yep. trying to watch this new picture it's created that doesn't even exist. Yep. And I said, but I'm going to rewrite the story. I'm going to overwrite the one that was there and I'm going to create a new one. I'm rewriting a story. So as I get out through into the meadow and down past that section and I keep running, I just sing song to myself. Yeah. I'm creating a new story. I'm rewriting the story. Yeah. I'm overwriting the old one. <laughs> I'm rewriting over and over and over. Get through that section. I was like, yes, rewrote the story for now. Go back for my second loop. Start to get a little panicky. Not as much. Do yep. the exact same thing. Yep. Get through it again. Go up for my third loop. And by the third loop, when I got through, I wasn't feeling panicky. I still wasn't sure I wanted to run through there yeah. because it's still, I haven't yeah. done it enough yeah. times to, um, but I didn't need to say I'm overwriting mm -hmm. the old one. I was just singing about rewriting a new story. Yeah. And um, and then yesterday, I didn't even have to do that. Yeah. I was able to run through that section just fine. Now I will tell you that I stumbled in about 25 different places along the trail. And I'm thinking, oh my word, I tripped once, I hurt myself bad, now I'm jinxed. I'm yeah. stumbling all over the place. But I was telling you, I actually think I've probably stumbled lots of places along the trail, and it never, ever even crossed my mind or occurred to me that that could be yeah. dangerous. It's just like if you, you stumble, you hurt. keep going. So yeah. you don't think about it. So I don't remember ever stumbling no. before because it never yeah. made a difference. It wasn't important. Yeah. 
the thing that husbands have a really hard time with when their wives get hurt or their wives, again, or have experienced some sort of strong emotional experiences, you guys like to just talk about it <laughs> over and over and over. So every time we pass that little spot again, you would stop and you look at the stump, you took pictures of it. I'm going, oh my gosh, it's just a stump. You fell once. Let's keep going. My utilitarian brain right. is just going, it's done. Get over it. Let's move on. Right. That move on that mentality. mentality. Yeah is what actually causes a lot of hurt and pain for wives. And again, just because of the occupation I've been in, I've known you need to talk about it again and again. And so again. the fifth or sixth time around when we were walking, you needed to keep just kind of talking about it. But then you talk about it enough, and then you actually do, like you described all those exercises, those activities, to now rewrite the story so right. there's a different ending to the story in your brain. Right. And now it's just another part of the trail. It has a good story connected to it. You don't have the somatic or the emotional reaction to right. it anymore. You are able to remember without re-experience. Exactly. That's the whole goal That's of processing goal, through. Now, sure. I'm pretty certain that I caused the accident in the first place. <laughs> this is so true. Because you jinxed it all. The first lap around before you fell over, right, right through at that section. Grandmother's after grandmother's wood, we were hiking down through the meadow. I was telling you the story of uh, some friends I know, who she was hiking on the trail and she fell and snapped her wrist and you know had to get it pinned and everything and had to hike down out of the Columbia Gorge to kind of get to the hospital. That was the story I told right in that area. So I think I put the gabosh on that yeah. little part of the trail and made you trip next time. I didn't actually think about that until after we had talked or later on. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, that's a section where you told me that story. Uh -huh. It's my fault. So I take full responsibility for it. That was kind that's of funny. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. Kind of a bummer. Among all those things, I think the thing that really helped me the most once the initial like horrible part mm -hmm. happened. What I think I appreciate the most is you allowing me to just continue to talk about it, even mm. though you could have said, Enough you've already. talked about this a zillion times. Why are you still talking about that? It's just how I have to process. Yeah, not just you, a lot of women. And especially when I don't have understanding or I'm confused. Yeah. I have no idea yeah. what I tripped on. There was nothing on that trail yeah. in that section. And so even after five loops or six loops yesterday, I was still, every time I'd run past there, I'd still be looking like, what the heck did I trip on? I yeah. just don't get it. So, but allowing me to process through and just talk about it over and over and over helpful. was very helpful. Good. I don't need to continue to talk nope. about it, nope. but I think sometimes we want to put a time limit on that. Most husbands try to shorten that process as, as much as possible just because it's like okay again our male brains are let's get it over with let's move on pull up your big girl panties and let's go right so anyway that's the story that has been the experience that we had last week that's what's going on in our world right yeah. now you're okay there's no I permanent am. damage you had an awesome bruise <laughs> on your arm that was about 10 inches wide and wrapped around your whole arm it was awesome right there's well, pictures on our instagram so if you want to see the picture um go to i think it's actually on your personal one isn't it, it? might be can i give that out shanty pants shanty pants so at shanty pants with a Z, P-A-N-T-Z, with an I, yeah, Shani, S-H-A-N-I, P-A-N-T-Z. Yeah, I think that's on 
So if you want to see pictures there. of it on Instagram, you can go check that out on Shannon's personal Instagram page. And the so. fascinating thing is, I, I'm pretty sure that I busted a blood, oh, yeah, a, a vein a or something because I had a. Th- yeah. That's the bruise was so bad, but, but we'll let it go. The we'll muscle go. is yep. now starting to bruise yep, out. It's coming up. Anyway, we hope that this is helpful, insightful. We hope that it helps husbands and wives learn how to figure out how to go through difficult kind of crisis situations. This was just a minor one and you fell down, but there are big ones in people's lives. Right. And it takes time and energy and that know-how, especially for a husband towards a wife on how to demonstrate that care, that concern, and to be in it with her so that she's not alone in it, avoiding that loneliness piece. Right. That's the goal. Yeah. That's what we're trying to accomplish. For sure. So we hope that you found this interesting and helpful. <laughs> I think we'll see you guys see you next time. All righty. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. This one, how to help your wife. If your wife falls in the forest, (laughs) doesn't make noise. (laughs) That's actually the joke. Yeah, that's the joke we put about. We answered the question. (laughs) If your wife falls down in the forest and no one is there, does it make a noise? Yes. Yes. Yes, Yes, it it does. (laughs) (laughs) It absolutely does. It says, oh, no. (laughs) Shannon introduces herself to a stump. (laughs) (laughs) That's the sub <laughs> subheading. <laughs>